Yo, my friend, how goes it? Pretty good, bro. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, man. Not bad. Not bad. It's been a fun month. Yeah, yeah it's been a fun month. Yeah, uh, been our birthday month. Hell yeah. Always fun times. Yes, yes. Uh, you homies, uh, you can go ahead and tell us happy birthday, and uh, we'll go ahead and say we appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell our yeah. birthdays are five days it. apart, so they are. they are typically celebrated together. Uh, we, we indeed uh, enjoy doing such. You know, uh, mine's the 15th, my boy's the 20th, and uh, it's fucking great. Yep. It's good times all the time, you know. Good times um, all around. Although, I do got to give a shout out. Uh, I, I definitely have to. It, it's mm. earned it mm. to some degree. Um, and, and you'll understand as I speak here. So I got to give a shout out to the makers of um, the Dark Knight board game. Uh, it was a Kickstarter. Uh, you know, not, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Know. But uh, respectively, got to give a shout out to them because what the fuck, man? What a complicated ass game. <laughs> yes, that was Kevin's uh, gift to me and I was super excited to receive it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a couple friends over and uh, yeah, Kevin surprised me with it. And it was going to be uh, kind of a celebratory uh, get together where we were going to, uh, to to play this uh, this board game. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, very impressive, very gorgeous looking uh, looking board game. Um, it was very complex. <laughs> there, yeah. there were a lot of books, literally a lot of moving pieces uh, to this game. And uh, by the time we got set up, honestly, I'm not sure if we were sure if it was set up correctly. Nope. And uh, we had no idea how to proceed. So we decided nope. to, uh, you know what, let's, let's put a pause in the game, actually learn how to play it, mm-hmm. and then come back and do such. Like, guys, we literally YouTubed this. And the guy, I don't know whose YouTube channel we looked up or anything, mm-hmm. but he had two fucking videos for this game. Yeah. One for the fucking setup and the other for how to play. And I'm like, oh my gosh. The, guys, the game came with four rule books. Yeah. <laughs> guys, y- y- if you can't tell it to me in one, holy hell, you know? Right. I mean, and- it came with a Bible of, of rules. And, you know, it's understandable for, uh, you know, certain tabletop games to have complexities and whatnot. Right. Uh, but yeah, we were just not prepared for the level of uh, com- complexity that this game came with. Yeah. You know that, and the game looked to be re- like really clever because it looked like you kind of chronicled the events of the Dark Knight Returns book yeah. by Frank Miller. Uh, yeah, from from what I could tell, from what I could gather from the rules, is that each rule book actually covers different segments of the book itself. Right, right. Uh, the first one, your boss is Two Face that you're trying to fight. The second one, your boss is someone else. Mm-hmm. Third one, a different yeah, boss. I, I'd imagine it'd be like, if my memory serves correct, I'd imagine it'd be like Two Face, and then maybe the uh, the mutant leader, then Joker, yeah, uh, and then Superman. which goes to Superman, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, you don't really win; you endure. Right. I remember that much. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like you can lose as a team and just not make it through the whole book. Or you can make it through the whole book, but you win together. Like, there's no one person. Now, now here's the funny thing. I saw, because I invited uh, Blake and Jackie, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to those two homies, to come out and play with us. But it's like, the board game said it's one to two players. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is strange. Right. Yeah. Could we not have played it with four people? Yeah, that's what I was also curious about, because... Yeah, one to two players, so, like, potentially, what would the second player do then? Same thing as the <laughs> first, just a, a separate round? 
Right. I mean, like, is, is one player operating then as Robin or as the GCPD while the other player operates as Batman? No, I, I think you're both both. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Uh, TBD. TBD. Yes. Uh, we will figure it out. But by the that way. That might be a fun podcast episode. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. It yeah, would yeah. be hilarious. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, great time still. Great gift. Again, thank you for that, brother. That was the, uh, oh, is, yeah, is a, again, a gorgeous looking game. I can't wait for us to actually learn how to play it so we can <laughs> do too. such. <laughs> where, where is the game? It's in my bedroom. Okay. Yeah. Dope, dope. It, it reminds me, oddly enough, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I think I've told the story before, so sorry if I'm repeating myself, oh. but I believe I was uh, turning 12, or, or yeah, 12 or such, okay. and um, f- I had, a, I had a, the, the classic uh, PlayStation 1, the PSX, as it was called back then, okay. and uh, I was really into Dragon Ball Z. It was when it was really just coming to the States, oh, yeah. um, so it was, it was pretty huge over here. And I asked my parents to, to order me this Dragon Ball Z game that I saw online. It looked awesome. And I was like, because I can't find the game anywhere here, you know, in, in my local stores. My parents ordered the game for me. It comes in for my birthday. Excellent. Um, I put it in, go to play it, and my PlayStation does not recognize this game. This was my first time learning about region lock and yeah. about how certain games are locked to certain regions. And so I, I was very much beside myself. Young 12-year-old me Wanted to desperately play this Dragon Ball Z game, and I couldn't do as such. Mom, Dad, can you order me a Japanese PlayStation? (laughs) Well, thankfully, the solution was much simpler. Somebody else had already thought about something. It was this weird, ingenious little device I had to order. It was like maybe 20 bucks. But basically, it was like this weird thing. I think you put it into one of the save slots, and then there was a spring that you put underneath the hood of the PlayStation so the PlayStation didn't close, but, it, uh, but the PlayStation thought it was closed. And so technically the PlayStation is open and you're watching the disc spin. Long story short, somehow it allowed the PlayStation to be region unlocked. I jailbroke my own PlayStation. You fucking jailbroke yes. your PlayStation. Yes, I did. Wow. I jailbroke my own PlayStation. This but sounds like some redneck, <laughs> gen- like genuine fucking ingenuity bullshit right here. It, it allowed me to play the game, though. And it was a great game, and I loved every second of it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the shit we had to go through back then, man. Let me tell right. you. Yeah. Right. Dude, do you remember when Game and we'll start the game eventually mm-hmm. here tonight, guys, uh, pun. But do you remember fucking Game Boys and how many, like, accessory pieces you could get? Like, Bro, I saw a video on YouTube just the other day about someone, they were monologuing about gaming today as they were putting together, like, all the accessorized kits you could put yeah. on, a, on, a, on a Game Boy. Some of that shit I had never even seen. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember I had the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my first. It was actually my second Game Boy. I had the original I Game had Boy one of those, Color. too. The, the Game Boy Advance, that yeah. is, yeah. My Game Boy Advance, I had a fucking uh, extended cartridge for, like, a Game Shark. I didn't, oh, like, use the Game Shark. Yeah. I had it, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be fun, and I didn't oh. enjoy it as much as I did. For the... For the kids out there, Kevin. Look oh, at this. You got to explain yeah. what a Game Shark is. Oh, my is. gosh. Right. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Oh, my gosh. So, Game Shark was this cool-ass device that was preloaded with, like, all these program cheat codes for your games. It was literally coding. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. It was and pre-programmed it coding. Yeah. And it, it made my games too easy, and I, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy them as much, so I didn't play with it. But I, when I had my whole Game Boy modified, I had the Game Shark in, which is a device you slid and clicked into place, and it had a new holster... A hole, if you will, for the actual game cartridge mm, to slide yeah. into that. 
And then I had the uh, the surface uh, fucking light fixture. Right, and it, right. did, it wasn't like the simple one that was like the light on a twig with like a bendable gooseneck of sorts. Instead, it was like the square ass thing. I could unfold it and it had a fold here and a fold here. This end was a light. This end clamped on right. to the fucking Game Boy. And it had like a, a mirrored glass. Like a mirrored. Yes. I had that same thing. Yes, yeah. right? Yes. And I'm like, looking at that thing like, man, why do I feel like a fucking archaeologist <laughs> trying to like un- uncover the, the secret of these fucking like Pokemon yellow version or some shit, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, Nintendo made so much money off that thing. Dude, they really did, did man. Yeah. yeah. And, oh my God. So many yeah. devices. So and then to play fucking Pokemon, you had to get both games to get all the fucking creatures. Clever as fuck. Clever as fuck. Yeah. My gosh. Back in the I, day. Those games are broken as fuck, too. <laughs> you you would have down a good Pokemon down to like one third of health, right? Mm-hmm. And you would throw uh, Ultra Ball, miss. Ultra Ball, miss. Ultra Ball, motherfucker. Ultra Ball is like level three. That's the best fucking Pokeball mm. you can buy at the market, right? But then you throw a fucking Pokeball at the bitch. And it catches no problem. And that's level one. Damn. That's level one fucking Pokeball. I have to explain it to Q, guys, because Q's never uh, played the Pokemon games. Yeah, though. yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't a Pokemon guy. He's a yeah. Poke virgin. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> but I had to explain, like, fucking, like, I, I'd be trying to catch Mewtwo, and I'd be like, all right, well, what the fuck? I'd throw a, gear, a Great Ball, mm-hmm. not a, even a fire. Master Ball. Yeah, Great yeah. Ball's level two. Master yeah. Ball was like the broken one that you could throw at anything and it would catch. But in Gen 1, Bro, you didn't even need the fucking Master Ball. You will Mewtwo down, and he's the ultimate Pokemon. Right, right. He's like the level 70. Oh, my fuck. I got to level up hard to even fight him. I always caught him a Freezer Cat. Yeah, Freezer Cat. Yeah, okay. ac- yeah. uh, uh, also accurate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get him down to that less than a third health, throw a Great Ball, motherfucker is mine. Damn. I didn't need a fucking Master Ball. I, I never had to use it. There you have it. There you have it. Uh, yeah, man. Fucking Game Boy games, bro. So broken. Oh, man. Yeah. I had fun with that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and and more unfortunate news. This actually just happened uh, within the past hour, oh. and that is, it was announced that uh, Batman: The Cape Crusaders, that is the uh, Batman animated series coming out on HBO by Bruce Timm and JJ oh. Abrams, it has oh. been canceled. You fuck. Yep. Why? Uh, reasons now are uh, unknown, but uh, as we uh, discussed recently, David Zaslav, who's the new head of uh, Warner Media, um, he's been uh, putting projects on the chopping block, man, and he's been he's been axing. Really? Why? Um, to I guess to kind of put things in a different direction to clear things up, and you know, to I mean, I mean we we discussed uh, yeah, uh, on the comic news episode last week. I discussed about you know the Batgirl debacle mm-hmm. and about how you know that got axed, ninety million dollars gone. Right, uh, right, probably a tax write off though, so no harm, no foul, I guess. I mean, to WB, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too worried about a big old corporation. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, and, and no also, I guess like to the to the casting crew, like they still also got paid. So again, no harm, no foul to them right. either. Um, but apparently, also now the uh, rumors are going around saying that he is not pleased with the Aquaman sequel. And so now people are worried about that. Not that it would get canceled. I doubt he'll cancel that. But it, I don't know. I don't know if it means a potential for um, a delay for reshoots or, or, or what. Did he know? specify as to what he didn't like about it? No. Mm-hmm. No. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, 
who knows? Maybe he didn't like Amber Heard being in the movie at all. <laughs> but that might have been one of a couple bullet points. Who knows? Yeah, probably one of a couple different things. Well, well if he doesn't like it, then what would he like, I wonder? And, and is he finding himself to be a victim of comparison, you know? Mm. Yeah. So We don't know a whole lot about this man yet or about, you know, yeah. his likes or dislikes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, time will tell on that. But that is unfortunate about the uh, the Batman animated series, uh, the, the Cape Crusader, I believe it was, it was going to be called. That could have been cool. Yeah. I wonder who would have been voicing, because I don't think Kevin Conroy would have came back. Uh, yeah, I, I doubt it. I think, I think there's like this weird kind of conundrum where Kevin Conroy says he won't come back unless uh, unless Mark Hamill does, and then I think Mark Hamill said he won't do it unless Kevin Conroy <laughs> comes right. back. So like this weird kind of conundrum. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill on camera has mm-hmm. said... I don't even care if I look at the script. If you tell me Kevin Conroy's on it, yeah. I say yes to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, that's bro ship right yeah. there. Oh, that's yeah. fucking family, son. <laughs> like they could both be in the vocal booth spitting bars, just not even giving a fuck about that script. It'll be a better episode. Oh yeah. 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 Uh so that is shout most unfortunate, man. Oh, shout out to them indeed. Uh some of the OGs. Amen. Sure. But um, you know, and uh, in other news, I had like a a, a question in mind, um, one that you can surely help me to resolve here. I like your faith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and and I'm sure that there there's definitely got to be an answer here. I just need some help thinking of it, and maybe you have an easy one. Huh. Uh, but the question in mind is, what? In the MCU, do you think has been done better than in the comics? Well, this has been fun. I will go to bed now. Uh, so, are we looking for specifics? Or are we looking for like a generalization? What, what's what's good? Anything. Okay. Yeah. So there are a few positives here. Oh yeah. Where, where I do believe there are some things that have been done better in the MCU versus the Marvel comics, uh, i.e. Um, the take on some characters. Of course, Vulture comes to mind. Mm. Vulture yep. has been done excellently well, you know. If um, I were a nitpicker, I would say, well, you could give that one to Sony instead of the MCU. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to drink my kombucha at that. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. I could argue two potential names, mm. two franchises, if you will, and and this is where we need to discuss it. This is okay. me offering uh, two two potential potential answers. Hard underlying italicized on that potential. By the way, if you couldn't fucking hear it. So number one, Iron Man. Mm. Yeah, where the I'm MCU weird. put light on Iron Man and made him a more popular character. Because of how well Robert Downey Jr. portrayed that character. And then he became a household name. Whereas right. before, he was like a B-rate hero. You know, not super popular in the mm-hmm. comics. Nowhere near like a, a Wolverine or like a fucking, um, help me out, bro. Like a, like a fucking, like a uh, Batman or yeah. Superman. Nowhere right. near as popular as those good names, you know. True. But um, now... Bro, they can't get off Iron Man's dick. And he's been dead for a few movies, <laughs> right. you know? And I, and that's cool. I get that. But I think the leading up to that comes with the idea 
that uh, Stan Lee has been quoted at one of Comic Cons saying that RDJ was born to play mm, Tony Stark. Yeah, and I think because that's a fact, and Tony Stark is being uh, characterized or was by RDJ that potentially again there's that powerful word there that safeguard for me gave iron man more presence and more popularity than the comics did but does that make him better than the comic book counterpart that's the opinion yeah that's the the fucking opinion because in my opinion that that makes him more popular right. I, I i don't think i can say well it does po- making more popular and more mm-hmm. liked by the general public and even more known where everybody recognizes that name does that make it better? Or is that, yeah. again, like you so, said, just only make it popular? So the interesting thing about that is if we were to go with that that level of thinking, then yeah. every superhero who gets their own movie is has the same benefit. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. You know, eh. some, some <laughs> of them get more popular for the wrong reasons, you know. Mm. Um, I, I will say, for instance, uh, you know... Um, I think I would have liked Ant-Man better in the comics than in the fucking movie. You know? uh, <laughs> no offense, Paul Rudd. Um, the other answer I had, because remember I said I had yep. two to put you to give you. One would be the Guardians of the uh, Galaxy. Mm. You know, where the presentation that we were given was not the same one that was present in the comics, i.e. Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, well, well, no, that, that's that's the missing. They were definitely in the comics. Okay, beforehand. yeah. Okay, were, were they the original Guardians though? Like the first? No, no uh, they, they were they were based off the uh, the two thousand six Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. run. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, cool. It it's a it's a <laughs> difficult question. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. So, uh, uh, great curiosity, by the way, uh, because that stews potentially a very tragic light on the fucking MCU. Well, I mean, this is speak, uh, cause I don't think it necessarily speaks bad of the MCU as much as it highlights how good some of these iconic comics are. That my friend is a very positive thought, a, a rare thing <laughs> to come from your mouth. Not going to lie. Uh, it, no, because like it, it I, the thing of it is like as vast as the MCU is with what 30 something movies now with the TV shows is damn near 40 properties right now. It's like with with that's a lot, but if you compare it to the history of Marvel Comics, it's a drop in the bucket. True, and, and you know with Marvel Comics, have all of them been great? Fuck no. no. But like their ratio is higher, partly because they've been around so much longer. Yeah. Uh, like it's like for example, if you want to talk about like classic Iron Man comics, like oh yeah, you know Demon in the Bottle. Uh, you can talk about. Uh, you know, you got uh, fucking um, oh uh, armor wars, and you know you got you know th- there, there's like certain just Iron Man comic books that come to mind, but then you're like classic Tony Stark movies, and you're like Iron Man one, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, it's yeah. just th- there's more to pull from in terms of like uh, you know the comic books, uh, but yeah, so I was trying to think like. Because I, I know that there are out there like, and I do like uh, your, your original answer with, uh, with with Vulture, and I and I kind of uh, I kind of put the rug out from underneath you with that answer, you know, saying that maybe that one belongs to Sony. I mean, uh, you're you're potentially right, you know, for sure, for sure. Um, but 
I mean, I do agree with you on that. Like, uh, you know, I, I do think Vulture overall has been handled better with, you know, in that one appearance in, in the, uh, what was it, uh, Far From Home? No Way Home? What, what, something Home. Homecoming. Homecoming. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. yeah. they, they had the Homecoming dance and shit. Yeah. That's homecoming. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm glad you made that joke because admittedly, bro, I, without looking at them, get confused as to which one is which oh, number. Yeah, like yeah. Homecoming's one. Uh huh. Then, no Way Home nope, is two. Nope. 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 No? Nope. Far from home is hey, two, because that's yeah. when he's in Europe. Yep. And and No Way Home is fucking three, because yep. that's the fucking multi-portal verse, uh, where else does the web come from movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's not just characters to think about, though. Like, what about certain moments? Um, And, and, and even that, it's, it's hard to break down, because, you know, you got me thinking about Iron Man, and I'm like... You know, seeing Iron Man, you know, <laughs> uh, build that in the cave with a box of scraps. You know, like seeing Tony Stark right. do that in, in the, you know, Iron Man, Iron Man 1 is such an iconic moment. And I'm like, was that moment better than when he did it in the comic books? I, and, I will uh, say this. Yeah. That was Jeff fucking Bridges. And if well, there was anyone with the acting prowess to do so... Well, I, I, I wasn't really speaking about Jeff Bridges saying that line, more so about Tony actually doing that... In the cave. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay. But Jeff fucking Bridges. <laughs> I I play that card. Uh, yeah. Kevin, we're not playing Magic the Gathering. I don't know how to play a fucking game. I play a card, I say. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, And, like, it's hard because, like, there's a lot of moments that I think the MCU has done just as well as the comic books. Yeah. Uh, the convergence of the three Spider-Men, for instance. We were just talking about that movie. That yeah. was a great fucking moment. Oh, yeah. Really great. Yeah. Really dope, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, but then it's like, what What do you compare that to in the comics? You know? Man, this kombucha is really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's this shit? Organic? Man, shit's good as fuck. Yeah, you know, you've had that one before. Yeah. The homies didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiled sport. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting kind of kind of question to just to ask there because uh, the MCU now has been around for a long time. They got a lot of shit, and it's like surely they've done something better, like definitively better than yeah. the comic books. We'll just have to sit and think on it for a week. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So surely there's something that will come to mind, uh, but. It has not come to my mind yet. It might be the cold open in like two more episodes. Right. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I found it. I, I found the answer. Yeah, ask me. I'm like, oh, cool. To what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been thinking about that for like uh, like the past six or so hours. You know, like getting off of work. The question just came into my mind and I was like, what? Man, what is it? Because there's so many great MCU moments, but it's like... A, do those moments have a comic book counterpart that they drew from? And B, is it better than said counterpart? Next, yeah. next time you have such a judgmental, philosophical question, I'm going to make you dress in like a fucking toga and present mm. to like a Greek philosopher at this point. <laughs> I almost said, now grow a beard. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you always have a beard, so you never think about the beard until cool. it's time to condition and take care of said beard. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just kind of wear it. Yeah. Like a sock on your face. 
I'm not proud of that. Oh, you shouldn't but be. But it made me laugh. It, it shouldn't have. You got a face sock. A face sock. My beard is a face sock. Uh, rub this shit. Let's move it on. Yeah, let's move on here. <laughs> well, homies, uh, one and all, I would like to welcome all of you back to the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and as always, I am here with the homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we are once again, guys, and here, this week, we're here to discuss, uh, we're here to discuss some of the happenings in the realm of television, specifically the superhero realm of television. Uh, There are a handful of superhero projects that are out right now on television, and it is an interesting lot that we have here. So for tonight, we're just kind of going to kind of discuss some of these uh, TV shows that we have here. And the main three we're going to be focusing on are the Harley Quinn animated TV show, mm-hmm. The Sandman, and She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so as of this uh, recording, I believe there's currently six episodes of Harley Quinn out, one episode of She-Hulk, and all of season one of Sandman is available. Thank you, Netflix. Yep. So the one that I think would be the biggest challenge to put directly from page to screen, I gotta give that a trophy to the Sandman. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, because uh, and, and forgive me because I have not read the the Sandman graphic novels. Mm-hmm. I see all five of the absolute editions on your shelf, and by God, do they look gorgeous! They do, they do. And but, I, I'm upset that you said the number because I'm technically missing two. You saw. I need to get the overture and then and then I need to get the death uh book to okay. complete it. Good to know, good to know. Yep. Um but I mean the entirety of Morbius' story I, ha- I have up there. Morbius' yeah, story I have exactly. up there, yeah. But that that's so. that's the thing though. Like his story mm-hmm. is a collection of stories. It is. So how do you canonize one of those right. and make a show out of it? So it's like do you over-implicate it? Do you write a whole new one? And so it's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an extremely difficult undertaking. And, you know, I say kudos to Netflix for having the cojones to tackle it. Yeah. And, you know, also for having the humility to uh, involve Neil Gaiman and, and certain processes of it. Well, they knew that he wouldn't give a fuck or watch it if he wasn't a part of it, so. Maybe not. Hmm. Um, maybe not. Uh yeah, I mean, they'll never get Alan Moore to do anything, so they should yeah. probably stay oh, away no, from that's all. probably the name I was thinking of. Yeah, maybe. Alan yeah. Moore is like, wait, who's doing my shit? Fuck him, that shit sucks. Yeah, well, Boy. with Alan Moore, it's like, he doesn't matter who, He doesn't matter to him who's doing it. He ain't watching it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with with, uh, with Sandman, guys, uh, for those of you who are maybe longtime listeners, you've probably heard me mention Sandman a, a few times, several times even on this podcast, because I'm a really big fan of the Sandman story. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic story. It's one of my favorite. And, uh, you know, what Neil Gaiman did was something that I think really hasn't been replicated since. And, and that is to uh, create this character in this world and this lore that is so rich uh, that it's just dripping with stories all on his own. Um, so if you guys have not read the Sandman graphic novels by Neil Gaiman, I highly recommend it. The artwork in it is fantastic. Uh, by various artists and the stories, it almost reads like an anthology story centered around one main being who may not even be the main focus of certain stories, uh, but he's always somewhere in the mix, and that is Morpheus, 
Dream, the Sandman. Uh, he has many, many titles. Hell yeah. And uh, so, you know, I remember a, a year ago hearing that this show was being filmed and whatnot and, and you know, being nervously excited about it because, again, Netflix. I mean, th- it, this this show has two things going against it. One is being made by Netflix, which has a very spotty record. Mm-hmm. And B, how the fuck do you adapt Sandman, you know, yeah. for live action? Kind of like what you mentioned earlier. I mean, luckily, in, in Netflix's defense, mm-hmm. to play, uh, you know, devil's advocate here, they got Neil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily Neil was on set, especially like whenever, uh, I don't know who's portraying Sandman. Help me remember. Who's the actor? Uh, Sturgill is his last name. Well, that guy, Mr. Yep. Sturgill, yep. sure. Uh, whenever he first concocted the voice, I remember reading about how Neil was like, what the fuck are you doing? And no, that is not <laughs> his voice. I didn't read that. That's, yeah, oh, yeah. that's interesting. I, I remember hearing about that from a, a short interview regarding the creation of the show. Yeah. Where there was just like, uh, so yeah, the, the first voice that Sturgill, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a whack at that last yep. name there. Sure, fuck it. I don't know. And uh, like he was trying to concoct the voice. He came up with this thing. And Neil was like, stop the cameras. What are you doing? That is not the voice. Yeah. Run that shit back. Uh, yeah. I think it's Tom Sturgill, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually very, very good in this show. Cool. Um, and which, you know, th- there's, a, there's a lot of characters who you can, I guess, quote unquote, safely change without, you know, backlash or whatnot. But the one who I you mean, need you to get cl- to. the one, yeah, well, <laughs> the, the, but the one who you need to get right, the one who needs to remind you mm-hmm. of Dream, is Dream. Right. You, know? you have to get him. He has to be, you know, reminiscent of the the Dream from the pages. Yeah. Of the Sandman from the pages. Now, and because my is. Netflix uh, subscription is uh, null and void right now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on that HBO right now, gang. Um, and Hulu, I think, I, yeah, I still got Hulu. Um, so you say that Dream is being well portrayed, though? Yes. Good. Good yeah, I, I would say um, for the most part, I, I really like the cast. Uh, there's a few, you know, uh, casting choices and, and changes that I, I kind of scratch my head at. But uh, for the most part, I really do dig the casting. Um, I, I'll go ahead and get uh, some of my negative out of the way, because spoiler alert, I don't think the show is perfect. Um, if you gave it a score out of 10, if I put you on the yeah. spot right now, you want me to give the score now? I want you to give it a score now. Cause uh, I, I, I got to hear where you're coming from. Uh, so yeah, the, the score I would give for the show as a whole would be a seven out of 10. Okay. Yep. Okay. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. That's not enough for me to turn on my Netflix subscription again, sadly. You know, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. that that's average. Yeah. That's literally fucking average in, in the American school system. That's, congratulations, your stat block is basic bitch 10 across the board. Yeah. And that's not enough for me to want to pay Netflix. And that that's understandable. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, <clears throat> I'm well aware that, like, most people who watch the show, they fucking love it and they think it's incredible. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm very much accustomed to be the lone man on the island uh, with, an, with a rogue opinion. Uh, but I, I'll go ahead and be on my bullshit and say, give it a few years and a lot of you will agree with me. That's t- typically what happens. I mean, that's literally <laughs> what happened with The Force Awakens. Go back and listen to our episode at, at the time frame that movie uh, came out. Holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I don't think the show was bad by any means, but I think it's far from great. Okay. Uh, and, and I will summarize my, my reasoning for that with, uh, with one kind of... Uh, uh, 
I guess, comparison, and that is um, with Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie, a lot of people, not myself, but a lot of people think that Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie was a very faithful one-to-one recreation, but it felt soulless to them. Hmm. Like, it didn't have the essence of the Watchmen. I feel like that with Sandman. I think that it is a... uh, I think that, you know, they do... They changed the the happenings of certain events around a little bit here and there just to kind of make it fit for a television show. Sure. Uh, but for the most part, you definitely see where they got inspiration from the comics heavily. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you know, they, they draw in like certain big moments, you know, just as they are from the pages. Yeah. Uh, but as a whole, with me being such a fan of the Sandman, there's no reason why it should take me so long to finish the show. Right. Um, you know, and for me, it just feels like it lacks the essence. It lacks the, it, it doesn't have the drawing power. It doesn't have the heart of the Sandman comics. And you know what? A part of that may be the issue that nothing can compare to the Sandman comics. Mm. And, and so maybe, maybe the issue here is that I think maybe if you don't read the comics, you might enjoy the show, the show more. Uh, but for me, I'm like, I wouldn't still be watching this. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes the thought crosses my mind that I wouldn't still be watching this if I wasn't a fan of the comics, if I didn't know what was going to happen next. Um, you know, and, and, and that is unfortunate. Um, you know, because, like, it, it does, again, do a very good job of trying to be faithful to the so, uh, source material. Yeah. But at the end of the day... It just feels like they are, they're trying their best to keep the general audience happy and keep the the Sandman comics fan happy. All the while, they're forgetting to put some some fucking soul into it. They they, they forgot to put seasoning on this show. <laughs> Talk of them bland ass mashed potatoes. The bland uh, Aunt Susan's bland ass. Mashed potatoes. Mm. Or her fucking potato salad. Oh, like oh, my, oh weird. man. Yeah. Put some raisins oh, in Oh, no. Like, what the that's fuck a, are you doing? See, this show would be a four if there are raisins in it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Raisins knock it down three points. Oh, yeah. Three points? Yes. Holy fuck. Yeah. Man. Fuck yeah. them raisins. Fuck them raisins. Get them, get them shits out of here. No salt, no pepper, oh, no paprika, man. no nothing. You just dice these potatoes up and threw some mayo in there. You take this shit back. Ah. <laughs> We don't want your bland ass potato salad. Uh, shout uh, out to who, who joked about that first? SNL. I want to say that was SNL. I mean, I, so many people joked about that. That's it's true. hard to. I think they that was a bit with Chadwick Boseman, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Susan and her bland ass <laughs> bullshit. Um, but yeah, so like with with this show, um, it's like the uh, it doesn't outright do anything that I think is blatantly bad, uh, but it doesn't do anything to me that stands out either, you know, in, in like a good way. Right. Like, you know, I watched, you know, episode well, episode one. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is fine. This is good. They set it up. Watch episode two. Yep, okay. I, I'm surprised to introduce this character right here. That's cool, though. I like this character. Okay. You know, episode okay. three. And then, like, I, it, I found myself realizing that I'm watching this more from a podcaster's perspective than a fan. Right, like a, a, a show without that much soul or attractive like magnetism. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, what the fuck? <laughs> Mag- magnetism. There we go. Fuck me, I'm having a stroke. Um, where's the toast at? 
So, a show without that much magnetism, it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, eventually, you're watching it as a chore, sure, or you just fall off, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, man, fuck this. I'm going to watch something else, you know. I'm just going to watch, what is it, Netflix? So, The Office for the 80s. <laughs> fuck it, you know? All right. Yeah. And then, also, I wonder, because, um, you know, a, a lot of Sandman is very high concept, and I wonder, how is this getting over with the casual fan base? Like, how, how are they liking some of this? Because, you know, it's not like, you know, Sandman, a story has its own tone in the Sandman lore, you know. Mm-hmm. And so not all the episodes feel the same because not all the stories feel the same. Right. And, uh, but, you know, long story short, I'll just say this. You know, season one covers, you know, a, a lot of uh, Morpheus's beginning journeys, and that being him escaping his captivity and him retrieving his, his three artifacts of power uh, so that he can rebuild the dream realm. That's kind of what I imagined. Yeah. Uh, in the short time that you had kind of like spoken aloud and, and dissected your enjoyment of the Neil Gaiman, uh, Neil Gaiman Sandman volume one. Um, I remember you discussing that particularly with me where he was coming back to the world and trying to reclaim his lost items. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and honestly, that seemed like a very uh, cool, straightforward, easy story to get behind. Like, how many episodes can we drag out of this, you know? Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not going to say that they waste time, because I don't think they do that. I think that, uh, you know, they spend their perfect amount of time to tell the stories. Uh, and and also, you know, the beginning stories, I think, are, like, maybe the easiest to get behind and to understand a little bit about this non-corporeal entity and his brethren. Um but yeah, uh, you know some some of the casting doesn't really sit completely right. Um, there's two in particular, and hear me out. Uh, I'm not sexist. I just don't think that this should, should have been done. Uh, I'll may I'll even say maybe two and a half uh, casting choices don't sit right with me. Um, one, uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. Uh, I think that she's fantastic as an actress. Um, you know, loved in Game of Thrones and also love the fact that she, to this day, is like the only stormtrooper with any personality. Uh, <laughs> um, she's great. She's imposing. Uh, but to me, she lacked that certain kind of charisma to play Lucifer. I gotcha. And so, Spoiler alert again for those of you who haven't seen the show or read the comics, but when Morpheus goes to hell in search of one of his artifacts, you know, he goes there, you know, underpowered. He goes there knowing that he is not friend. He goes there knowing that this is technically enemy territory. Lucifer has no love for him. Uh, but the way that she plays it, she she tries to she doesn't do a bad job, but I'm like you're not knocking it out of the park the way that I thought you would. Um, and, and, you know, and that's kind of a, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of a, of a weird moment for me because I was like, I really like you as an actress. And mm-hmm. when I heard that she was cast as Lucifer, I didn't have any problem with it. But upon seeing it, I'm like, I don't really, I don't yeah. see the, the charisma there that you need to, to really be Lucifer. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, she didn't do bad, but I'm like, I don't understand why 
you know, th- there's others I'm sure that could have, you know, put that charisma in it. Yeah. Uh, the other one, uh, which is uh, probably pretty obvious for those of you who know uh, some of my favorite DC characters, uh, the replacement of John Constantine with Joanna Constantine. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's funky. Yeah. Wow. And it hits different when it's one of your favorite goddamn characters, let me tell you. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. What a, a lot of people will try to hide behind is that Joanna Constantine is a character from the comics. However, the version of Joanna Constantine used in the TV show is not that Joanna Constantine from the Sandman novels. This is just a gender swap John Constantine. And I will give Netflix some mercy because I, from what I hear, they don't have the rights to use John for some reason. And so they decided to tweak the character. Now, here's where things get, get interesting. There's another very important character in the show uh, whose name is John Burgess. John Burgess does not exist in the comic books. In the comic okay. books, he was John D., a DC villain by the name of Dr. Destiny. They don't use him. So instead of using Dr. Destiny, they replace him with a whole new character who they created for the show. And I'm like, John, oh, Joanna Constantine is in one episode of this TV show. John Constantine was in one issue of the Sandman comic book. Okay. So instead of just gender swapping John, why not just create a new character like you did with John D? Um, you know, so it, it was it was a weird yeah it, it's a weird thing for for me because especially again, like if it's a character who I'm like oh you know it's I don't really care that much about said character so it's whatever you know but when it's one of my favorite characters I'm like get it right or don't do it at all, you know yeah um. You know, hell. And, uh, I mean, and just to, again, clarify, not a sexist remark because I also don't like Keanu Reeves' Constantine. You know, yeah. it's not Constantine. I want Constantine. <laughs> give, give me Matt Ryan, uh, who so far has been the only accurate live-action Constantine mm-hmm. and also voices him in the DC animated series or movies uh, or, or, or give me nothing at all, I guess. Commentary on the uh, Keanu Reeves Constantine. I was at that gas station that's in this. Uh, in the oh, yeah, really? Yeah. One at the very beginning. That was in SoCal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. interesting. Yeah. Like I went by it. We stopped and said, "Oh, cool. This is in that movie." Hmm. Neat. We got back in the car. Yeah. yeah it was, it was oh, okay. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, I've been to the uh, cemetery where uh, the original Uncle Ben was buried at. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. We're talking the Tobey Maguire, yeah, uh, Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think Tom Holland does he even have an Uncle Ben? <laughs> sure, sure. We'll get back to that. Right. Eventually, the movies might. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Sandman show does do a lot of things uh, very well. Again, I think that for the most part, like all the other casting I've seen, has been very good. Um. And even though they they do replace uh, John D, aka Doctor Destiny, with a, a new character altogether, uh, I mean I, I, I like the new character that they go with. He's he's fine, you know. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's very good. They they spend a lot of time kind of explaining his backstory to you know explain how he gets to where he is, um, and so it, it it works for the most part, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this: like the episode that 
heavily features him probably should have been my favorite episode of the season because it's one of my favorite stories from that original book of Sandman. And it's, it's basically just a, it's a diner uh, issue yeah. where uh, this, this character, Dr. Destiny, John D, he has this amulet of power that belongs to, uh, to Morpheus. And, uh, but with it, he basically gives people waking nightmares. And so no one can leave this diner. No one is really aware of what the fuck he's doing, but you see these people slowly go mad and this to read it. It's just, just an incredible thing to read. And by the end of it, you're like, holy shit. Like, I feel like I need a, a shower and a therapist. Uh, it, it reads very cool, very calculated, very fucking, uh, just very disturbing. Okay. What this guy does. Um, and, and watching the episode, it just felt very by the numbers kind of watered down. Like I, I get it, but it didn't move me. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that just kind of goes back to my original problem about how the show is faithful, but just, it doesn't really have any heart to me. Yeah. Um, the moments that does have heart, uh, I would say are the moments with, with death. I, I like the casting of death and I like, uh, the actress there. And uh, also with, uh, thank goodness, Morpheus, um, in, in which Tom Sturgill has probably the hardest job because Morpheus, by nature, he's not a charismatic character. You know, he's very, um, he's very rigid. You know, yeah. he's he's not a cat who's going to emote a lot. And so Tom has a difficult job making us kind of understand how the character is feeling and, and making us, you know, kind of get into his head and relate with him. But he does a very good job of it. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, a, as a whole, I, I would say this guys, again, if you have not read the Sandman comic books, then you will probably enjoy it more than me. Um, but if you are a fan of the, the Sandman comic books, then I would say that maybe just the high quality of the comic books might ruin your experience of the TV show. Some, yeah, yeah. So that's why I uh, overall had to give it like a, a seven out of ten. Uh, very faithful. Oh, I guess one one more good thing about this. One more definitely definitely positive. Um, another one of my favorite characters in this TV show. Uh, his name is the Corinthian, and he comes from one of my favorite arcs. Uh, is late in the first book of Sandman. Um, the Corinthian has a very very cool arc, and it, it's another one of my fa- one of my favorite stories in the Sandman lore. Uh, Corinthian is basically a, a rogue nightmare uh, who got free during Morpheus's captivity, uh, and he's played by uh, Boyd Holbrook, a character who I mean, an actor who is very charismatic. Uh, Boyd Holbrook, he was um, uh, Donald Blake and not Donald Blake, um, Donald uh, Pierce and um, Logan. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I always like that actor. He's very, uh, very charismatic. Uh, yeah, he was the uh, the, the the lead. Uh, Lead Reaver in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he plays the Corinthian in this uh, TV show, and he's great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's fantastic. Uh, he comes in very early, which surprised me, but I get it. You know, uh, he's so magnetizing that they probably wanted to show more of him, so I get it. Uh, but no, as a whole, man, um, it's, it's a solid TV show. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully if they do a second season, I'll be more drawn to it. But for now, yeah, 7 out of 10. Not bad. Not yep, bad. yep, yep, yep. Mm. Um, well, 
One of the other TV shows that we've been watching, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick up with this one because yes. this is one that actually I, I've watched a fair bit of. I think you've seen more uh, of this one than I have. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Harley Quinn Season 3. Yes. A.K.A. the Eat, Bang, Kill Tour. Uh, for those of you who are uh, barely in the know, Harley Quinn, uh, we're talking about the animated series, which is on HBO Now, uh, starring, uh, starring Kelly Kuoko as the voice actress for Harley Quinn. And a couple of other uh, notable voices that I do not remember the name of <laughs> off the top of my head. How dare you? How dare I? So, but yeah, dude, it's it's a funny show, man. I, obviously, we got really into it for a while when we covered both seasons one and two in their entirety. Uh, in their entirety, every fucking episode. Very fun, very great show. Like very creative take on the DC universe, and they're they're definitely enjoying what they're doing, which is really good. Yeah. Um. You feel a lot of that coming back into season three, you know, a, a lot of like fun callbacks and things like that. Um, but uh, spoiler alert, season three kind of picks up uh, exactly where season two left off mm-hmm. with the story focusing mostly on Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy themselves and where their relationship is going. I mean, indeed, indeed. And of course, it, it's, it's kind of easy to surmise what this uh, season would be mostly about because... Season two is them kind of discovering their affection for one another. Mm-hmm. Season three is going to be dis- them discovering how to actually be in a good relationship while being fucking, you know, villainous. Yeah. 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 Which is fun, which is a lot, uh, you know, uh, a pretty good time, dude. Um, how, how much of it have you seen? I've only seen the uh, pilot. Okay. Uh, not pilot, the, the season opener. I yeah. haven't seen all of it yet, but I do know that they actually get into some pretty fun stuff. Uh, for the most part, um, the show is kind of like following Poison Ivy a little bit more this go around. Uh, kind of like um, focusing a little bit on what her evil villainous plot needs to be, you know, uh, which is kind of cool. She's like talking about like potentially terraforming the Earth again, and they go back to like her Project Eden type thing, mm. which is fun, which is really cool. Callbacks to the the graphic novels, I'm sure. Um, but of course, you get all the lovable jokes and heists and bullshit from the other characters too, like uh, Clayface and fucking uh, King Shark and everybody. You know, right. it, it's super fun. Yeah, and it's nowhere near the same King Shark like Suicide Squad. This guy used to be like IT, yeah, and, and very cohesive <laughs> and commentive and everything. You know, fucking great. Yeah. Um, the only character I haven't seen yet is Doctor. Psycho. I said Doctor Psycho. I yeah. bet. Yeah. Yeah. Now. That doesn't mean that the voice actor for Dr. Psycho is out. He's actually still on the show in quite a bit. You see him mm. as, like, the Riddler as well, you know, okay, which yeah. is cool. I don't remember that guy's name. He was he was one of the dudes in uh, fucking um, Arrested Development. Uh. But, uh, you know, another comedian. Most of the show is fucking comedians right. and funny people, which is great. Uh, still hilarious. Still a great time. So, admittedly, I'm not enjoying it as much as I did seasons one and two. Um I don't know if that's just because I haven't sat down and invested enough time with it or something, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not slapping the same. Mm. Do you think the the layoff hurt your enjoyment? Do you think the layoff maybe hurt the the writing? Like, which which do you think? The writing's not bad. It's just, like, the writing is focusing more and more, I suppose, on, like, um... Like, the dramatic turn of events where it's like they're learning to communicate this and they're learning to show affection that and to to stand up for one another there. And it's like, it's more kind of like navigating the, the lovey-dovey uh, aspects of their relationship rather than trying to, like, sell me these ridiculous over-the-top fucking situations, you know? Mm. Um, 
I, I, I am curious where the show is going to go because I haven't seen everything yet. I heard rumor that uh, Homeboy Swamp Thing makes an appearance, which oh, I was talking about the other day. Yeah, yeah. This is like, if you're going to terraform shit, that motherfucker's got some stake on the claim. Okay. <laughs> right, He's right. like, oh, we're using plant life to take over this planet? Okay, about fucking time. I can mm-hmm. help with that. Arguably, he could probably do it better than Poison Ivy. Oh, there's no arguing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in their own show, though. Yeah. Yeah, but that's something else I had to uh, compliment the show with, at least for the first two seasons, and that is um, their commitment to comedy is just as much as their commitment to being true to the characters, which oh, yeah. I've always appreciated because in so many attempts to do comedy with these superhero projects, they throw character, character integrity out the window. Yeah. Uh, but with the Harley Quinn show, you can tell, no, they actually know who these characters are. Uh, they know their backstories. They they know what their deal is. Like, I'll never forget one throwaway fucking Easter egg, which I thought was brilliant, uh, was a character uh, by the name of um, Scott Free, uh, Mr. Miracle. Uh, and his whole deal is that uh, he is the greatest escape artist. He was raised on Planet Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He learned how to get out of any kind of trap situation and, you know, and survive. Right. Uh, and there was just one segment Easter egg where he is at a, uh, a magician show being chained up, held upside down. Right. And I'm like, that's fucking brilliant because like, if, if you don't know who he is, then it's like, okay, it's just some guy hanging upside down. But right. if you do, it's like, that's a, that's a fucking clever joke. Yeah. You know, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and they do a bunch of shit like that in the TV show, which I always really yeah. appreciate it. Um, you know, you and I often talk about the uses of Bane, how yeah. they, they, they combine like the, uh, the dark Knight rises Bane with the comic book Bane and they, they blend both of them together uh, in, in a really cool kind of marriage. It's super hilarious. Bane is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Bane is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Bane is actually doing pretty okay for himself in the show. Uh, we, we see him make some appearances and stuff like that. He's actually kind of like discovering a little bit of himself. Like one of the episodes, he's like, oh, am I depressed? Well, and he's like kind of like working on himself. So yeah. like, oh, my boy. Shit. <laughs> you see Kite Man again, who oh, is another yeah, yes. crowd favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kite Man. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had that good lazy slur about it where he like uh, almost made it one word. Uh, Hell, yeah. Like, there's no break right. between. It's real smooth. But, uh, and just to think, like we discussed years ago with season one, yeah. they came about from one fucking panel written by Tom King, you know? Right. <laughs> right. And that's his whole shtick in the comic, uh, the show. Yeah. And it makes it hilarious. It it's so great. <laughs> Uh, I wish I had the confidence of Kite Man. Oh, right? yeah. Kite Man. Com- we, we gave it a name. Kite Man Confidence. Kite Man remember? Confidence. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. It was so good. Hell yeah. yeah. It was so good. Um, but yeah, he's actually seeing someone new now. So, you know, mm. we moved on. Uh, That's good. Good for him. Um, but she's great. She's good. Yeah. You know? um, I'm trying to think. Has the show ever made fun of the fact that his name is Charlie Brown? No. I, I know we can't. The show gives him parents. Oh, okay. I, I think they say the name Charlie at least once. Yeah. But uh, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. They also said that his parents are actually like two superpowered people, and he just never got powers. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, that was back when he was trying to get married at the Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the show is hilarious. So such a great uh, enjoyment factor, you know? Um, yeah. I, I think, honestly, if I sat down and watched the show in completion, I would enjoy it more. Yeah. I've just been so distracted that I haven't really made time for a lot of TV. So I get you. Yeah. And I will say this also. Like, another very difficult thing with comedies is, unlike action or drama, uh, comedy series that persist at being more of the same suffer more mm. 
than other genres. That's true. Um, and I'm not saying that's the case here, but I, I'm saying that it is like a possibility as it is with a lot of comedies. The the show also is kind of a love letter to James Gunn a little I, bit. Even the one episode I saw, there were a few James Gunn references oh, thrown yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy about that yeah. because that means that they're at least on top of their own DC universe. And it's like, man, this guy's great. We got to have him in the show. Yeah. Like Clayface auditions to be in one of Clay, uh, oh, yeah. two, uh, James Gunn's movies. And, yeah, and James Gunn is like, the... <laughs> yeah, he's the director. He becomes the chair. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. well, I can't be an actor in the movie. Can I be your chair? Oh. Oh. Oh, wow, you're a really good chair, Clayface. Yeah, you're hired on as a uh, director's chair. Chair, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let me ask you this. Uh, and so in the comics, the... Ivy Harley relationship. Spoiler alert: It doesn't last. Yeah. Uh, go figure. Two psychopaths can't work it out. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you, Do you think that it will persist in the TV show? And what would it look like if it didn't? I don't know. Um, TV show tends to kind of like take things lightheartedly, and, and of course they pay such a homage and respect to the comics, so mm-hmm. it's going to be. Hard for them to stay away from that. Like, they're always going to keep coming back to the comics and definitely the recent DC Universe news. Oh, funny uh, tidbit about that, actually. Um, Batman gives head. <laughs> which is important to talk about because yeah. there was that segment yes. where they took that out of a comic book because heroes yeah, wouldn't yeah, do yeah, that. Heroes wouldn't do, uh, what the fuck, DC? What the fuck are you talking what? about? What? That, that's what heroes do. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he- so, heroes give all the time without expecting anything in return. Yeah. That's, so you, you see him helping out Selena Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Come on. That's so, great. It's great. Yeah. So that being said, like they, they stay on top of like the comics and paying uh, respect to the pages themselves, but then also the DC political verse mm. and, t- and kind of like keeping that in homage yeah. too. Um, so I, I would be surprised if the relationship stays the entirety of its time. However, if it does break off, I'm not sure what that would look like either. Like, I'm not sure if that would be, uh, for instance, the show does one thing that's really wild and crazy. Poison Ivy and Selena Kyle had a couple one night stands together. Wow. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And so yeah, my, my initial thought was Selena would never, <laughs> but <laughs> in the realms of this TV show, that is quite funny to think about. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah. 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 I damn. Um, but yeah, luckily the show has uh, some cool callbacks to a lot of fan favorite characters like uh, Psy. He's back oh, in the show yeah. somehow. Uh, that's, yeah, because Psy fucking... He should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker should be gone. But somehow he made it back to the show. Nice. Which I'm not going to uh, explicitly advertise that. I think I've given too many spoilers as is. But um, I'll, I'll leave that for you guys to discover. Uh, HBO season three of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Technically, oh, yes. the, they added the name to the placard. They like, did. You see yeah. that in the middle of, or as the title card is rolling up on the end credits of episode one, you see it. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. yeah I, I really enjoyed the one episode that I saw. Uh, it seemed like it was true to form. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like, uh, I think you had the right idea of uh, kind of viewing other episodes, or like the previous seasons before you started watching uh, season three to kind of get, mm-hmm. get back in the mood. 
but no, I uh, the one episode I saw, I really enjoyed, and I just uh, need to go ahead and play catch up. Me too, man. Yep. Me too. Because they, they come out, what, every Thursday? Wednesday? Friday? Monday. <laughs> what are we doing? We're still wrong. <laughs> it's exactly. Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it comes out once a week, guys. It does. <laughs> I'm very confident it's Thursday. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, so far, so so far, what would you score uh, Poison Ivy? Uh, Poison Ivy. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. I give it an 8 out of 10. Like, I, I'm score. not. I'm not enjoying it as much as I did. Honestly, I think I enjoyed the first two seasons because we made such a ritual of it, mm-hmm. and we had to sit down and watch our Harley Quinn in the game. That's true. And, and then we come like, right here and and pod. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And whereas now I'm kind of just watching it by myself. I don't have anyone to laugh with. Oh, that's so yeah. Like, yeah, we, we could fix a couple of problems with one solution. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that so. is true. But yeah, uh, eight out of ten. It's it's a great show, pretty awesome. I'm curious how the rest of the season goes, so I, I can give it a more fair score later. But for now, I, I really like what I got. Eight out of ten. That's fair. All right, we have one more show to discuss here, mm-hmm. and this one or this show that we're discussing only has one episode so far, as of this recording. Yeah, and that is uh, She Hulk, uh, the latest MCU Disney Plus show. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, I I have seen She Hulk episode one. Awesome. It is a show that features She-Hulk. Well, good night, folks. All right, that's all I need to hear. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Okay, brother, yeah. that is exactly that, what the fuck I expected. No, no. Okay, so the show, uh, the show actually has uh, some some really some really good moments in it. Um, I'm trying to lead here with the good. Now you're trying to defend it. I I am I am. Tr- I know you. Hey hey. You can't play poker face. Yes, with I me. can. No, you can. The show is good. I like this show a lot. No, now you're just it, trying to rap poorly. <laughs> the show is good. I, I like, like this show, show a lot. lot. Yeah. Her name is she She. I do not buy this plot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done here. We are fucking yeah, it's done. it's poor plot. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Man, uh, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, and homies, I, I, am, I am hopefully no stranger in my opinion to this. But at the same time, I hope that you guys have also heard this from me before. I'm personally not a fan of the Disney Plus takes on some of the MCU, you know? Um, yeah. Um, I'm not talking about Daredevil and Punisher and Luke Cage and all those awesome-ass shows that they adopted into their Jessica own. Jones. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm not talking about those shows. Those shows are amazing. I'm mm-hmm. talking about their own properties. Like, help me remember some. Loki. Fuck Loki. Oh, Jesus. Um, why'd you leave with that one? Falcon and Winter Soldier. That, yeah. was, that was the biggest letdown. That not was. not the worst show, biggest letdown yeah, though. Yeah, one division. One division. Yeah. It was it was one division. Where was the good. fuck is Frank? Has Matt Franklin? Has Matt Franklin? Man, yeah. what the fuck? We need answers. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He became Vec and then went to a different streaming service. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, like what was the other one? Yeah, there was uh, there was Hawkeye. Yeah. What if Moon Knight? Oh yeah. Um, wow, there's a lot of it. God damn. Yeah. Uh, most. Forgot. Most of them are, are Miss Marvel. That's that's another one we forgot. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? Did you finish that? I finished episode one. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. All right. Um, yes, yes. But uh, She-Hulk. All right. So uh, I think that I want to leave with the good here. And the good of the show is that uh, it really does lean into more of the, uh, the classic She-Hulk comedic aspects of the character. Uh, my personal favorite She-Hulk run from the comics is the, is the John Byrne She-Hulk, a uh, sensational She-Hulk run. Mm. Um, I think that's the greatest She-Hulk run ever. 
It's uh, it's fantastic. Jenny Walters for me is a great character because she became so distinguished that I could think about She Hulk and not think about the Hulk. Right. Which you know how which fucking yeah, that's great. You yeah. know how fucking I mean, developed you have to be for yes, that to happen. Miles Morales Spider Man totally different than Spider Man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Similar thing. Um, and and you know a lot of characters, a lot of characters who have that derivative derivative nature struggle with that. Uh, Lady Thor, like I'm sorry, nah, I can't think. <laughs> you right? Yeah. Um, quick sidebar here, uh, with uh, because like I said, Lady Thor, and that reminded me of something here. Um, fuck the movie. Fuck the movie. Or yeah. Yeah. how everyone's seemingly agreeing with us about the fucking movie. The difference is this time it's right off the bat. Like right. there, there was no hesitancy. Yeah. yeah. Holy fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, people are in agreement now. That yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. I was thinking the other day about like what is my favorite part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Then I realized there is none. Yeah, I, and no, then, I was about to say. just being just being honest. With you. But then I was thinking about it also. The credits. Uh, the, the best, <laughs> the best, uh, the best actor. And I mean, like when I say actor, I don't mean in that movie in particular, but like body of work wise, mm-hmm. is Kristen Bell. Obviously, I mean, yeah, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. I'm getting any debate from that. No. Does anyone want to debate that? Okay, good. Uh, but. I think that the second best, though, is Natalie Portman in terms of, like, body of work and, and range. She's the second best actor in that whole movie. Um, she's really good. But then it hit me, the one thing about her that I couldn't put my finger on that I finally was able to figure out. The reason that she didn't really work for me in this movie is that Chris Hemsworth does something better than her that you can't fake. He's actually funny. He has comedic timing. To me, mm. in that movie, she had zero comedic timing, mm. and she didn't come off as funny, just unintentionally awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even if you're a great actor, and she is a great actor, you can fake a lot of things, but you can't fake being funny. True. True. Chris Hemsworth is a naturally funny person. Yeah, that works. Uh, she is not. And so her moments just came off as... Why doesn't this sit right? And then it hit me. Yeah. She's not funny. Sorry, Natalie. You're a great actress. I, I, but I still think Heimdall deserved the second best in that movie. <laughs> Even though he was in it for two seconds. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. Idris Elba. I mean, you know what? Idris fucking Elba, bro. You know? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah. He, he'd be out in that apartment. They literally just flashed his picture once. Right. Done. <laughs> best actor in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit! But uh, yeah, back to She Hulk, man. Uh, so the good I'd like of it is that uh, oh shit, yeah, a, a Batman token from the video game we spoke about earlier. Kevin just found one. Uh, I need game, to yeah. yeah, need to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a two faces coin. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Important for boss one apparently. For <laughs> uh, one yeah. of the board game on the first top right quadrant. Uh, fucking anyways, quadrant is what I was trying to. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Um. Uh, but I do think that Tatiana Maslany, um, I think she's great. Uh, she's, she was great in Orphan Black. Uh, I really enjoyed her in that TV show. And she's great here uh, as uh, Jennifer Walters. Um, I, uh, you can tell that this show was, was made by a certain demographic, maybe for a certain demographic. Hmm. Uh, it, it feels like it feels like what I imagined Ally McBeal or Sets in the City 
is, but with the MCU span. I say imagine because I never watched any of those shows. But we're this is what I, we're, we're yeah. territory now. Yeah. But this is what I imagine those shows felt like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there are some gen- genuinely funny moments in this episode uh, that I thought you know were legitimately good. Um, I dig the tone so far. I uh, I do shudder to think about the Daredevil appearance because, totally speaking, I don't think Daredevil should be anywhere near this show. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. No, we uh, will not. It's not going <laughs> to happen. Phew. I could have been living the rest of today for whatever fucking hours are left of it, which is none, by the way. Yep. I could have lived the rest of today knowing good and well that Charlie Cox is Daredevil ain't going nowhere fucking near this product. And you're telling me, you motherfucker, that apparently Daredevil is going to be in the show. Yeah. Yes. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I'm, you could, you had a moment to lie to me. Don't shoot the- I gave you a gold placard, <laughs> motherfucker, to lie to me and say, you know what? Nah, man, that, that was just a rumor. And I'd be like, cool, thank goodness, it's a fucking rumor. And I would have never bothered to look into it. And now you're trying to give me the fucking truth? Bro. You disappoint me. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. Poor, poor Charlie Cox. Yeah, just, yeah. Just... Um. So, yeah. Uh, other good, other good thing about this show, they cleaned up the CG. She doesn't look exactly like uh, a fit Fiona from Shrek anymore. So that's that's good. Mm. Uh, the CG in, in those trailers were atrocious. Like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening here, Marvel? Uh, they cleaned it up. It's not great with her. It's not perfect yet. It's weird how she has the worst CG model in her own show. Ah. Um, I ah, guess they got those Bruce Banner presets from previous films. They can just kind of reuse. Yeah. He looks great. Uh, it's literally just the Hulk with tits. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, well, that's that's what she Hulk looked like until like you know a few issues ago in Marvel ah. Comics. Yeah, yeah. That shit was weird. that shit was awful. Um. Yeah, uh, I think that, uh, again, yeah, a, a lot of the comedic beats do land. Um, but to, to get to, like, the real nitty-gritty of, uh, of this episode here, yeah. uh, they, uh, th- they botched the origin hard, and mm-hmm. they didn't have to. And uh, that, uh, that, that was really disappointing. Let's take a minute. Yeah. Give me the elevator pitch of what actually happens to create the She-Hulk. What, what's the correct origin so the homies can have a point of uh, comparison. Long story short, she's in a car crash. She's in critical condition. She needs a blood transfusion. The Hulk gets her to the hospital, and uh, he provides his own blood to give her the blood transfusion. It saves her life, but because she has irradiated gamma blood, she's She-Hulk. Hmm. Simple. Yep. I like it, actually. That, that sells. Yeah. What's hard about that for a TV show? Because what are they doing the TV show? I'm not going to watch it, so spoil it. <laughs> God damn it. Pre- I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> See, I'm not... Oh, that's ironic. I was just about to say I'm not going to lie to you, but fuck. That that puts my entire point early to moot, so yep, yep, fuck. Yep, see. But, brother, I'm... I'm yeah, I'm not going to fucking lie about that. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> so what happens? All right, so... I don't know if they had an issue with... Uh, I don't, I don't want to say that they were bothered that a man saved the woman, if that's the issue. Um, but I can't imagine why they changed it. But what they do is... They get into a car wreck. Um, she is fine from the car wreck. She cuts herself, though, and she, as she's saving Bruce from the car wreck, 
she gets some of his blood Bruce in her womb. Yeah. An Avenger. Uh-huh. Who went up against fucking Thanos. <laughs> okay, so he has this inhibitor on at the moment that stops him from becoming no. the Hulk. No. I, I'm just, I'm, don't no. shoot the messenger. No, 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 no. <laughs> what the fuck? Guys, that makes no sense. So We're talking about the same character who could put a bullet through his fucking brain. And spit it and out. And he can't die. Yeah, yeah. 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 What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you try to lead with good shit? <laughs> like, I feel like you just gave me cake, and I'm like, all right, cool, but I came for dinner, so, you know, let me look at the menu. There's rat poison in the cake. <laughs> <laughs> so you just try to end it for me quick. Like, make me watch one episode. That's a series, good shit. Uh, it's like, no, 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 no. What, what was that beginning scene? What's that shit? That's dumb as fuck. Yeah. So, wait, wait. Also, this bitch gives him a blood transfusion on the spot? No, she doesn't give him a blood transfusion. She gets some of... As she's saving her cousin, she gets some of his blood in her wound, and that, yeah, that's what causes her to become She-Hulk. Again, it it was completely unnecessary how they did this. It <laughs> it was completely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she would have had a better chance of getting HIV instead of fucking. That was kind. Of, well, that was kind of my thought too. You know, like. Oh, good. That. I'm glad. Fucking <laughs> okay, dude. Um, hope. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment on this next bit of critique, but I do just want to put it out there in case it doesn't change. Okay. As it stands, she doesn't need her cousin's help, counseling, or training. She's got it covered. Uh, but again, they put such an emphasis on it that I'm assuming there would be a point in this series where that turns around and she does humble herself and realizes she needs her cousin's help, guidance, and training because he's the only motherfucker who can help her out. So, two critiques for this. One, I mean, that that sounds like the the same, uh, the, the Captain Marvel bullshit, where it's like, you know, we're trying to sell the idea of a, a competent, capable, and powerful woman, which I love that idea, mm-hmm. but this isn't the way to do it. You know, yeah, no. Now no. you're just making a merry fucking sue. And then at the end of the day, too, Hulk's not qualified to teach her dick. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not been the Hulk for so long now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't give a fuck who says what. Hulk, the first movie, he does his thunderclap. Shit broke. Oh, yeah. Cars flew. Buildings collapsed. He does thunderclap now. He's making a taco. Well,. He does Thunderclap in the show because he and his cousin get into a little fight scene. So he actually, at one point, he does the Thunderclap to kind of, you know, set her ass down. uh, And it works. But then she, you never guess what happens. She figures out how to do it. And she puts him on the ground. And and then they keep keep tussling. So here's the thing. It's like... Dude, Mark Ruffalo got fucked in this deal. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Mark. I mean, bro, you might as well stay with rom-coms. I'm... Bro. It's like, if, if you want to say that she can go toe-to-toe with Professor Hulk, I'm like, oh, okay, but it, it may go a few rounds, but Professor Hulk is going to win because he's got more experience. Yeah. And, you know, he, he knows what he's doing, especially against the inexperienced She-Hulk. And he's still technically just a tad bit stronger than She-Hulk. Yeah. Even as Professor Hulk. If he was the Hulk, this would be a... Yeah, bitch, <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was Maestro? Oh, oh, Ooh, shit. Exactly. <laughs> but that, it's like, dude, what, why? Um, I don't know, man. It's like it, it makes no sense that they're trying to push this idea so hard. It's like, yes, she's She-Hulk. She's going to be a strong and independent female. Oh, fuck yeah. Unless you fuck up her entire character. Mm-hmm. It's okay that the guy who was Hulk for a decade of movies beforehand yeah. is stronger. We get it. It's, it's fine. Yeah. And, and see, here's where they fucked up at, was that they they shouldn't have kept Mark Ruffalo as Smart Hulk. Um, they should have reverted him back to, okay, I am Bruce Banner, but when I get angry, I transform into this mindless rage creature. Yeah. They should have went back to that formula, A, because it's a winning formula, yeah. and B, because it shows the difference more between Bruce Banner and Jennifer Walters. Yeah. When she transforms, there's no difference in her personality. Now they're uh, both just fucking strong ogres. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Now they're just not Scottish Shreks. Yeah. 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 They're Shreks if they uh, went to the gym a lot. Uh, but, um, yeah, so most of this episode is, you know, them. Uh, oh, another good thing I do have to say about the episode. Uh, unfortunately, it has nothing to do with She-Hulk herself. I don't believe you. But, uh Bruce, he ends up taking his cousin back to like this little uh, kind of uh, secluded island uh, where he has like this workstation that that Tony helped him put together. And and while he's down there, like you see like uh, a ruined Iron Man helmet that uh, Bruce keeps there. And every once in a while throughout the episode, he'll uh, solemnly mention Tony's name. Like, yeah, you know, Tony helped me build this place. You know, he would always joke that one day he'd come back and, uh, you know, he, he, he'd take it from me. But, you know. And like it's just these quiet little moments that he kind of reflect back to Tony that That's felt cool. good, yeah. That's cool. um, you know, and I thought that was, that was really cool and uh, and, and and touching. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think of what else happened to this episode here. Yeah, she's. I mean, it's it's hard to uh, to. <laughs> uh, this part was kind of funny because maybe the show realized what it was doing and tried and tried to course correct. But during like the little training montage, Bruce is. Uh, he, at one point, he picks up a boulder and he, he you know, he throws it and he goes, okay, so I want you to try it now. Then she does it with ease, you know. And then I'm like, okay, okay, come on, show. Like, and then I, at this point, Bruce picks up a boulder and, and fucking throws it into, like, fucking the stratosphere, it looks yeah. like. And he kind of does it just to be like, all right, bitch, look what I can do. Right. You know? <laughs> um, which, again, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so... I will not say that this version of She-Hulk is unlikable. She's not a Carol Danvers. Um, so far, you're not doing a good job of selling that. I, I know. In my mind, it's like, okay, uh, she's a green Mary Sue. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, and like, as it stands right now, um, yeah, it's like she, uh, she's she got it, man. It, mm. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know what, where they go with that. Um uh, but, uh, yeah, there's another thought I had too. Oh yeah, um, you know, you mentioned um, Carol Danvers earlier, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, the show does have a moment. It's not as cringeworthy, but it is still cringe. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember this moment in Captain Marvel. I wish nope. I didn't remember it. Nope. <laughs> there's a moment in Captain Marvel where uh, this this uh, this guy on a motorcycle, he's being a douchebag and whatnot. He's trying to flirt with Carol. And uh, he's hitting on her, and she's not having any of it. And then he says, I'm like, oh, come on, babe, give me a smile. And, you know, she, uh, 
she retaliates by like breaking the man's arm and stealing his motorcycle because you know that's what you do in that situation apparently. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember that actually. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I wish I didn't. It was uh it was so cringe inducing like oh for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah, that that's what you do. You, you you cause bodily harm to someone who's flirting with you even if they're being a creep. Yeah, that's that's the proper response. Anyway, there's a similar moment in She-Hulk here where she first kind of uh becomes She-Hulk and uh you know, she reverts back to her like normal form and she's outside of a bar. And these guys approach her and they're trying to flirt with her or whatnot. And then she hoaxes out in front of them and, you know, kind of scares them off. And then the Hulk comes and tackles her. And uh, and this just like... Um, wait, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, the Hulk comes out and tackles her. Yeah. Oh. To, to stop her from attacking the dudes. Um, oh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It would have been different if she just like hulks out, they run away, and she like reverts back. But like yeah, she no, actually like, hulked out to get mad. Yeah, yeah, attack. looked like yeah, looked like she was about to attack, which is why Bruce wow. jumped in. To, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's weird when there's like no no levity in moments like that. Mm. Uh, and to put some perspective into it, it's like when I see a movie that's taking place in today that has someone who was like. Race like who, someone who has like nineteen fifties racism mm. in today's movie, and I'm like, as a black man, I can tell you, there's not a whole lot of that form of racism. Most of the racism now is much differently than it was then, but the way it's being displayed, it's like it was back in the fucking forties. Right. Uh, that's kind of how they do sexism in the MCU. It seems like like <laughs> it's like sexism from, from the from the goddamn nineteen twenties. Uh, come on, Dame, give me a smile, will you? Uh, right. <laughs> anyways, including the the Q radio voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eh. Yeah, uh, but you know, I I don't think that the the show. I don't think that the show is terrible. Uh, I don't think that this one episode is is awful or anything like that. Uh, I need to see more of it uh, to more fully assess it. Um, but like, do I think this one episode of television is like this this amazing thing? No, no. Uh, if I had to give it a rating right now, I'd give it a 6.8. It's not quite a 7. Uh, I think that it is uh, perfectly fine. I will say this, though, and this is just a bit of uh, anecdotal evidence, if you will, about the effectiveness of it. But uh, like I said, the show seems like it was made by a certain demographic for a certain demo. But what's interesting is that a few days ago, before I even saw this episode, I went to work and a coworker of mine who knows I do this podcast. She, she asked me if I had seen she Hulk yet. And I said, no, not yet, but I'm, I'm going to watch it soon. And, uh, she tells me that she, uh, had sat down to watch it with a boyfriend and she only got through like a, a 15 minutes of it before she just didn't want to watch it anymore. Okay. And out of uh, curiosity, I asked her, well, what, uh, what's, what's wrong with it? And I, I've always said this, man, it is, it's one thing when you and I point out and critique something, Right. It's different when the casual fan base does it because then it means something. True. Um, Unfortunate, but true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she basically said that she doesn't, she doesn't really like or need the derivative character. She goes, I don't need a, a woman Hulk. We have a Hulk. Uh, and I was like, holy shit. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, you got a good friend at work. <laughs> and, you know, like, the, but the shitty thing is, like, out of all of them, She-Hulk, from the comics, is one of the best. Yeah. She's great. Now, I don't know what we're going to get from this 
TV show. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what version of She-Hulk we're gonna get. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the fact that, like the like the classic s- sensational She-Hulk comic run, uh, she breaks the fourth wall on, on occasion. She doesn't overdo it, but she does it just enough to kind of uh, you know keep the comedic value up when it when it need be. Oh, um, yeah, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. She was doing it before uh, Deadpool. Yeah, before he was even in- invented. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's a whole man. I had to give this episode a, a six point eight. They're they're playing with some interesting concepts. Titania comes in at the end of the episode dressed Ooh. like a, a weird stripper. I don't know. I don't know what was up with her outfit here. It was very bizarre. Uh, but it was cool to see Titania. But she kind of gets one and done by She Hulk, which was weird. Um, but we know that we will later on see. Uh, we're gonna see Daredevil, as you mentioned earlier. He's gonna be wearing the yellow suit. Mm. Uh, we're gonna see Abomination, of course. Very curious to see what happens with that. Um, so yeah, yeah, and I believe this would be nine episodes total. So, uh, I will be sure to report back uh, in the coming weeks about uh, the, the happenings of the show. But that's the stance right now, man. Um, uh. Yeah, as it stands right now, man, uh, the MCU just—I uh, I, don't—I don't know, man. Uh, Bro, why would they use the yellow suit Daredevil in this show? Like, just let him be a lawyer and just let him be, and they give him Daredevil. Let let Charlie Cox be Daredevil in fucking Daredevil. But no, you're gonna make him some spend something as cool as the yellow suit in this. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um. Like, the moment to have let him be Daredevil would have been fucking the Spider-Man movie. Just like a quick shout-out. Just like a quick thing. That that would have been it. That would have been enough. Just just a ooh, little, mm-hmm. little background. You see Daredevil fucking swinging baton rope style. Just kicking ass, you know? Boom. Being the man of the fucking Hell's Kitchen streets. And now, now we have to give yellow suit Daredevil to fucking this. I've never been more nervous about a TV show than the Disney Plus Daredevil Born Again show. Yes, that too. That too. Bro. Yeah. Because it's uh, like, I, I don't want, I don't know. I, I saw Gold Status Daredevil on Netflix mm-hmm. when he was R-rated, when he was allowed to be like himself in the comics, yeah. when the story was good. And here's the thing, perfect, like, it was good. It, it, here's the interesting thing about it, like, yeah. It's like he he was R-rated. You're right, but there were very few f bombs, if any. Oh, it was little just to, violence, yeah, yeah, little you know? to no nudity, and and even like, and even the violence, even the violence, it was like there was no real gore. You right. know, it was just visceral. Yeah, it was on the edge, and it was fucking gruesome and violent, and it was. Yeah, and and man. I'm saying this only based off of what we have so far, but. Disney Plus can't match that. No. Uh, they can throw all the money in the world at it, but that won't make up for subpar they, they storytelling. They literally have to own the property and say, hey, you take care of this property for me and give it over to a studio that has the stomach for that, that has the balls to produce that type of show and not say, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We want families to watch this. And so... There's your rule set. You have to have the family blanket mm-hmm. over it. You know, it doesn't sit. It doesn't yeah. work. You're not going to get me a devil Daryl that just goes gosh darn and punches people. And there's 
you know, no fear, no fucking, wow, that guy's fucking hurt, you know? Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, I made a post about this months ago, like back when it was announced that Charlie Cox is officially back with the MCU. Yeah. And I was like, now is the time for celebration, but unless we get the Daredevil showrunner and the fight and stunt coordinators, mm-hmm. then we should probably pump the brakes. And we didn't. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, but yeah, She-Hulk is okay. Uh, I'm glad you say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the worst I've seen. Um, and you know, it, like I said, man, it's, I think maybe it is telling maybe towards a different demo, kind of like Miss Marvel, how Miss Marvel should come on right after Degrassi and be, and before Drake and Josh. So <laughs> that's where Miss Marvel belongs. <laughs> Disney Wash. She's like, ah, that's Marvel. and you're watching Disney Plus, <laughs> drawing the fucking ears and shit. That's exactly where that show that's belongs, is, man. Yeah. Oh shit! With yeah. her big old like extended fucking fist, all right? Man. That she no longer has because even the MCU realizes it's dumb. Fucking idiot, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, good times. Well. We will see what happens, homies, in the coming weeks. We'll uh, see. Who yeah. knows? Maybe the demographic that the show was made for was actually, uh, you know, a couple of comic book fans out there, you know. Because um, heaven forbid that was made for a demographic that wasn't already comic fans. Brother, that that may be the statement of the episode, let me tell you. That may Side be... Uh, yeah. But not really. <laughs> It's a truthful ass statement, man. Uh, I was actually just thinking about this earlier about how uh, Marvel and DC are kind of throwing away their long term fan base in uh, in hopes of capturing a, a newer, younger fan base, and and they're doing a bad job. Marvel and DC Comics, that is, yeah, uh, and they're doing a terrible job at it. But hey, what can you do? Um, oh, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you this bit of news uh, that I, I, I discussed last week because that was super interesting. Sure, uh, and that is. Um, it's sad, by the way. Uh, DC Comics is uh, is even more so in the toilet than what they were when we last spoke about them. Hmm. Uh, out of the top, uh, in the top fifty comics, um, DC only has a handful of comics in the top fifty that are selling now, and all of them are Batman related. Of course, yeah, they don't have any bat- non Batman related comics in the top fifty. Hmm. Um. And they have characters who are legacy characters who aren't even cracking the top 200. Wow. So we're talking like Superman, talking Wonder Woman. Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. Yeah, we're talking, yeah, talking like legit legacy characters who can't crack top 200. Uh, It's fucking sad. And I don't know if they're planning on changing course over there. But uh, if they don't, listen. David Zaslav is already chopping heads. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but on that wonderful bit of news, Kevin, do you have anything else to add to this episode, man, before we close up? Uh, not, not truthfully, brother. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of TV out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I fortunately won't be on the next episode. I'll go ahead and mention that. Uh, I have another work trip uh, where I'm going to be uh, dipping out for a minute, homies. So, you know. Keep an eye out for me if you're going to be in the uh, Fairfax, Virginia area. But other than that, you know, because you totally all remember how we look. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if yeah, you're so. in the Fairfax, Virginia area, just approach anyone and ask if their name is Kevin and then proceed <laughs> from there. 
the, the rightful Kevin will give you a superhero homie sticker and say, congrats, you found me. Yeah, it's like, well done. It's like finding like the, the magic fucking Willy Wonka token. Yeah, the gold ticket. Yeah, the yeah, gold yeah. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the golden ticket. But then it's like, it, no, there's, we're not doing a tour. <laughs> <laughs> you bring back some random stranger here like, who in the fuck? I don't know, bro. I gave him, I gave him a sticker. I'll go he, get my Oompa Loompa gear. God damn it. <laughs> Bro, Super you gotta close this hero, out. homie D do. Would you like a comic or two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a happy motherfucker. I was just about to tell you, you have to close this out with your Oompa Loopa song. Bro, because I want you to know I can easily, like easily envision you as a big old just overly buff Oompa Loopa. Oompa Loompa Doopa Dee Doo. <laughs> Have I got another uh, comic song for you? You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. I can't think of a better way to close this out than a goddamn Willy Wonka song. I can never predict how these episodes go. Bro, you and me both, man. After all this time. Amen. Uh, that is all for now. Uh, homies, let us know if you think that we are spot on the money or are we wrong altogether about these TV shows. Maybe they are all goddamn perfect tens and we're just being sticklers. Um... Or maybe we just refuse for our template for quality to budge, even if current quality of the shows do. I, I like to think the latter. Hallelujah. Hey, yeah. fucking man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but that would be all for this. And homies, again, you can hit us up on any of our social media outlets where I was active live and listening or at superherohomies at gmail.com. And also, please be sure to check out our Patreon page for cool non-superhero related content, such as movies, uh, television shows, video games, and the such. Uh, but that would be all for now. So, homies, until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And as always, I am Superhero Homie Kevin. <laughs>